station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, movie super genius, Melissa Kircher. <laughs> Hello. And movie um, not as smart as a super genius, Jenna Young. <laughs> Yay, hi. <laughs> Couldn't come up with any word there that wasn't just going to sound really, really insulting, so I decided. Super novice. Super novice. Super novice. Do I get a cape? Yes. Novice is not the opposite of genius, you see. So I don't. Anyway. Well. The point is, we're here to watch a movie. Yay! Yay! Yay. So the movie we're going to watch this week is A Mighty Wind. So, Jenna, uh, you being our novice, get to tell us what you know about A Mighty Wind. It is a mockumentary about folk bands. All right. Wow, you know a lot it's about like it. I paid wind. attention last time. <laughs> we did. We um, might have mentioned it. Yeah, we did talk uh, about it. I believe this has somebody from uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus involved. Okay. Okay. I, I think I remember hearing that as a rumor at some point, but yeah. Okay. That's pretty much all I know about it. All right, so tell us what a mockumentary is. Uh, a mockumentary is a movie that is done in the style of a documentary. A lot of people talking directly at the camera, uh, interviews, things like that. Uh, but it's something fictional. It's not actually a thing that happened. All right. All right. So she knows a lot about this movie. She I mean, does. More than, more than like the movie we watched last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Much in, more. Much more. Or last episode, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was last week for us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion. Oh, sh- God. darn it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, A Mighty Wind is definitely a mockumentary. Mockumentary, uh, yes, is a fake documentary. It uses mm-hmm. the documentary style of storytelling to tell a fictionalized version of things. Yes. Uh, and uh, typically comedic, but not always. Right. Sure. Uh, there certainly are, are horror <laughs> mockumentaries and and. and other things like that. Well, Blair Witch Project arguably is a mockumentary sure. under that de- sure. definition. Well, found, found footage films in general become yeah. become yeah. sort of a sub-genre yeah. of mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I so, saw Blair Witch Project. Ooh, well, then I guess we won't be watching it for in this. In the theater, even. <laughs> Me too. And then I had yeah. trees, like tree branches on my windows, and they really creeped me out. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, this is a film made by Christopher Guest, who is oh. well known in the mockumentary genre. In, in, in fact, he was behind This Is Spinal Tap, which is one of the main yeah. mockumentaries, the big famous mockumentary. Which we would in, was, in certainly yeah. have been watching if Jenna had not already seen it. So yeah, I blame Bill Young. Bad, oh, I, bad I, I do call too. Jenna. I do too. Um, and in fact, um, the the all three of the main characters, or at least one of the bands in this mockumentary, is the same people from Spinal Tap. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I might yeah. recognize people. Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer and Michael McKeon. They're, yes, they make up the Folksmen, who you will see who you will see yeah. soon. Okay. So you know, I have to, and we'll talk a lot about more about this this movie afterwards. But I was I was mentioning to Melissa before we started recording. Uh, this is one of my sort of comfort films. I've watched this movie a lot. As uh, somebody who performs folk music, it, it kind of is close to my heart. 
uh, and comedic so folk music. comedic comedic folk music, and and so uh, <laughs> I've seen this movie many many times. I really enjoy it, uh, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to watching it with Jenna and seeing how she responds to it. So yay! We're just gonna go away, and we'll leave you with some some pleasant tunes from the film yay, that you can yay. listen to in the meantime, and then we'll all return and we'll talk about a mighty wind. It's kicking up the sand It's blowing out a message To every woman, child and man Yes, some mighty winds are blowing Across the land and across the sea It's blowing peace and freedom It's blowing equality And we're back. We have just finished watching A Mighty Wind. It blew across the land. (laughs) It's an amazing song. I mean, that last song is... A blowjob joke and a fart joke. I know. Yes. It's, just, it's okay. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. so Jenna. Yes. Uh, tell us what you thought of a mighty wind. Oh God, that was ridiculous and fantastic, and I loved every moment of it. It made me giggle a lot. It's just really funny. It's it's really oh. funny. Um, but what what I really liked is. Um, I mean, the, the characters, and I've, I've actually seen a couple mockumentaries before, mm. uh, which of course makes me an expert. Um, but there, there's a certain of a feel of like, not overblowing it, but, but like using characters to, to, to get certain feelings across in mockumentaries, mm-hmm. um, uh, from what I've seen. Uh, and and I really liked the way that they use the character in this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. Just, the, the characters created are just so phenomenal, too. Yeah. Like, Eugene Levy as... Mitch. Mitch. Is <laughs> just... Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I, I love the, 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 the pause and the... The delivery, and then he goes to sing, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. way the way he says yes, I'm always taken by the way he says he, because when he says yes, he always makes sure you hear the s at the end. There's something about the way he says that word that yeah. I, I'm just like, he knows, he really knows how to do this character. Now, the thing that um, you need to know about this group, Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy, they have sort of this this group of people with whom they create movies. Mm-hmm. Now they mm-hmm. were. Christopher Guest, Eugene Levy, and Harold Shear were Spinal Tap. No. Um, Michael McKeon. Sorry, my, Michael McKeon. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Michael uh, McKeon. Michael McKeon, uh, Harold Shear, and Eugene Levy. Ugh. No. Not Eugene Levy. Christopher Guest. Hey. Wow. Oh my I'm going to get it wrong every time. Just get, get used to it. <laughs> so they were Spinal Tap. Now, Spinal Tap was not made by this ensemble. But many of the people who appear in Spinal Tap then go on to appear... In a series of films that Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy make together, one of them mm-hmm. is Waiting for Guffman, which is amazingly funny. Yeah. Uh, and it's about a community theater production in mm-hmm. Blaine, Missouri, which I strongly recommend. Nice. Yeah. Uh, in oh. which in which Christopher Guest plays the lead, Corky Sinclair, and just hilarious. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. Also, Best in Show. Best in Show, which is about phenomenal. a dog, the Westminster Kennel Club dog show. Yeah. Uh, again, most of these characters that you see, most of these actors that you see in this film appear in Best in Show. They also have another one called For Your Consideration, which is very good, but much more serious. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. But, uh, but it's about an Oscar campaign. It's about an Oscar campaign for a truly awful film. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And 
the thing about this is when you're watching the movie, you need to realize almost everything they're do is doing is not scripted. They create characters mm-hmm. and then they improvise a considerable portion of the film. So there is a story. They know where the story is going. But when they sit down and they start to have these, like uh, I, I think a perfect example in this film is when the folksmen are sitting there and talking about the record label that yeah. they don't have the holes in the middle of the record. Yes. If you have any <laughs> yes. experience with improvisation whatsoever, you can watch that and see that that is all three of them just going, all right, well, if that's the way it is, We're I'm going to go. And they, they just run with it. And it's it's a beautiful it's example so of, of how yeah. they create these characters and then they, they make moments that come from the characters and that make sense because they understand the characters they're making. And it's... Uh, really remarkable. I also, you know, as somebody who does music, I'm really always taken in this film by the the very different styles of the three yes. bands. Mm-hmm. You know, the New Main Street singers are horrible. <laughs> I mean, they are technically great musicians yeah. and great singers and yet everything they do is so sanitized yeah. that you just sit there and go you know, you hear them sing wandering at the end of the film and you're like but but there's no soul to this song anymore it's mm-hmm. it's just it's just making sure that you hit the notes on the beat and um and when you heard the folksmen sing not the whole song but a little bit of it earlier you're like okay that that these guys actually yeah. sort of get the music yeah um and that's kind of remarkable when you consider some of the people in this movie were not musicians before the movie was made. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And yet, everybody sings, does their own singing, and everybody plays their own instruments. And uh, Parker Posey learned to play mandolin. And I believe... She played at, Sissy. Yeah. At least Eugene, either Eugene Le- Levy, Catherine O'Hara, or both of them did not play Yeah. before the film. Um, huh. So, I mean, obviously, the three folksmen did. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a funny story about... They're, they're, they, they they had been doing the folksmen for a long time. So when Spinal Tap did a tour in the early 2000s, uh, they had the folksmen as their opening act. Yeah, so they opened for themselves. They opened for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, the yes. audi- and the audiences hated them. Yeah, because they had what? no idea. They had no oh idea. Oh, my God. Oh God, this pleases me greatly. Yeah, so um, so this the, is like the best thing ever. Yeah, the the whole concept for the Folksmen came from a uh, Saturday Night Live sketch from the nineteen eighty four nineteen eighty five year, and it was a uh, return a return of Spinal Tap, a uh, little mini film that Saturday Night Live did, and that's where the folksman first appeared as oh, characters. Oh, wow. And yeah, so Michael McKeon was guest hosting and yeah. the other two showed up and they did Spinal Tap and they did... Well, the other two film. were the other two were members of the cast of SNL, if I remember. Yeah, you're right. You're right. At, they were on, both. During that year. And uh, another thing I find really interesting about this film is there's a whole... There's a bunch of SNL people and there's a bunch mm. of SCTV people because Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara were Second City, yeah. Came from yeah. Second City TV. And Catherine O'Hara, uh, I, I love oh, her. Oh, she is so great oh. in this. Um, she's, she's just one of those actresses that, that is kind of brilliantly, uh, I call it effortlessly funny. Yeah. She just she can't help it. 
Yeah. Um, and yet, in this film, she's playing a really serious character. And I like what they yeah. did with it. In that, you know, the Main Street Singers are just ridiculous. Mm. The, with their with their bizarre color cult. Yeah. And, their, and, 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 you know. And also a penis. <laughs> and also a penis. And, and, you know, she's been in porn films and yeah. he's. Uh, uh, yeah, how great is Jane Lynch? Oh, well. Oh, Jane she Lynch. is so. <laughs> and it, Jane Lynch was not in. Uh, waiting for Guffman, and then she she mighty wind. She joins yeah. the stable of performers, and it's mm-hmm. just like wow, she's a revelation and yeah, just brilliant. And then so you've got this ridiculous group. You've got you've got the folksmen who are, I think, a little more believable. They're not they're not bizarre. They're not crazy. Yeah. They're not weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but they've also got. A fascinating tension to them that's yeah. Yeah. that's fun to watch, and then then you've got Mitch and Mickey, which is a really serious storyline. It is mm-hmm. even a little tragic. Yeah. Um, and they they play it so well. Yeah. yeah, I mean there there's something genuine, really genuinely touching about that. Their fu- the final little the, scene. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, it really. Is. Yeah. I get a little verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and uh, I, well, what I like about that is the, the I mean, their characters are, are somewhat ridiculous. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But but they're still able to, like, come together for that wonderfully awkward uh, um, storyline into this moment of, of course. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it makes them so much more people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, so. it's interesting taking this this film, which often veers into the silly, and that there's just this wonderful, really genuinely striking moment right yeah. at the end of it. And and they do a with the filmmaking, they do a great job with having all these other ridiculous characters focus mm-hmm. in on this moment, you know, to to define it as something that is serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the silliness suddenly sort of drains out of the film, and then and then pops right back into it again because they sing a song about farting and blowjobs. So, well, yeah, um, obviously. Although none of them think it's about farting and blowjobs, they think it's a '60s protest song, but it's yeah. really a song about farting and blowjobs. Yeah. Um, we actually, for the the Renaissance Festival, has a talent show, and the year this film came out. Uh, the Dregs, my band, and two other bands. Oh my God! Got together and did a mighty win. Oh my as God! A, as a talent show bit. As, wow! And it was, uh, and we did it with no rehearsal, and it, it came off really well because that, that also that almost makes me regret not working out there. That year. <laughs> almost. It was, it was great. It was it was a perfect. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, whatever year the film came in, two thousand three. There okay. we go. Um, and uh, the. <laughs> As a, as a folk singer, you know, there are beautifully well-done inside jokes, you know, the way they, they say from from its roots in the 1950s to its heyday in the 1960s. And mm-hmm. really, they, they just define folk music as this tiny little thing that happened for just a few <laughs> yeah. years. Oh, God, yeah, right. <laughs> selling millions of records. And, and every, every time they talk about it, they... They set it up as being these huge stars, and yet none of them were. Mm-hmm. They were stars in the folk community, which right. was, which right. was of course tiny, or as the the movie defines as tiny. And um, it's 
it's something that uh, this ensemble does really well is they take people with who aren't necessarily famous in the, the natural sense and they make all those people out in a way that they just believe that whatever they're doing is the most important thing yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. You know, Waiting for Guffman is amazing in that they're doing this community theater show that is horrible. Mm-hmm. Just so laughably bad it will make you fall out of your chair. I mean, it's the movie is hilariously bad. And, the, and these characters, they do a great job of never tipping their hand that they think they're awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in fact, what's amazing after, you know, you watch Waiting for Guffman and you go watch Mighty Wind and you're like, shocked that Catherine O'Hara can sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And shocked that Parker Posey can sing because yeah. in Waiting for Guffman, they can't. Yeah. Uh, and well, and Christopher Guest too. If you if you don't realize that he's uh, from that he's from Spinal Tap, you'll watch him and Waiting for Guffman and think that he's been singing that bad all his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the remarkable thing that they do is they create these characters that don't know they're in a comedy, which is the secret to good comedy. Mm-hmm. The performers can't know they're in a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what what else do you have? I I, I was just uh, flashing back to Jennifer Coolidge, who's the uh, actress <laughs> actress with the uh, the collagen lips. <laughs> and her How oh my wonderful God. is she in like the one scene she's in? <laughs> uh, at least two scenes. Two scenes. Thank you. You're right. You're right. She, she was also in Best in Show, and just oh, I find her. Endlessly hilarious. I don't know what it is about her. Well, her hum is something special. (laughs) I'm sure that reads real well on the radio. Yeah, well, theoretically, the people listening to this podcast have watched this movie. That's right. Right. They go off and they watch the movie and they come back well informed. So what else do you have on your on your list of trivia there, uh, Melissa? Just, just a few just random things. Um, all the album covers are are fairly specific parodies of yes. other album covers. Uh, you know, probably the most recognizable one to people is the Meet the Beatles cover, which is the Meet Mitch and Mickey yes. cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the uh, Folksmen, all of their covers are parody of Kingston Trio covers, and I just love their their album yeah. titles, singing. Wishing, picking, picking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love. I mean, you see this in Spinal Tap too when they do like historical footage or yeah, you know the these retro parodies that mm-hmm. that these folks are able to do are amazing. I mean, you even saw in, you know, in this Spinal Tap, there was kind of the trip back in time part of the documentary. Yes. Hey, they started out in the '60s and they were doing all the '60s music, and then. Yeah, and they and they shoot a, and, they, and they, they show you a video of them performing, like you would see bands performing on television in the sixties. Yeah, uh, and and so you, I mean, so the that style parody is very evident here in certain parts of the film. Yeah, and I always find that so remarkable when you're able to just pinpoint what the the essence of that era in a graphic or mm-hmm. in a piece of music. Yeah, we haven't talked about. Uh, 
Fred Willard at all. Oh yeah, he, Fred Willard. So he's so, so remarkably awkward. And, and you know, he's he's he plays he's in Waiting for Guffman, he's Catherine O'Hara's husband. Mm-hmm. And in Best in Show he is the best I mean I I, I don't He's the best color announcer. Yes. Yes, he is. For a dog show <laughs> that you will ever experience in your entire life. Yeah. And he's paired up with the guy who plays Catherine O'Hara's husband in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and who sadly doesn't have a whole lot to do here. No, Aww. it's it's kind of it's kind of a spoiler, but to give you an idea of how they prepare for these films, they went to uh, the two guys that were going to play the announcers in Best in Show, and they said to the one actor, we want you to learn everything about dogs you can. And they said to Fred Willard, we want you to learn everything about anything but dog shows that you can. (laughs) Whatever whatever you do, we don't want you to spend a minute learning about dog shows. Nice. Oh, Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. uh, So they, they, you know, uh, they do this great job of preparing the actors for their characters. This is the character that we want you to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I find depressing about these films, I guess, it's it's not anything wrong with the films, it is that uh, Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy uh, combined, hilarious individuals do great films. Their commentary tracks are the driest, most boring commentary Aww, tracks I've ever heard sad. in my life. It is Wait, depressing. Which is, which is too bad because there's a... a commentary track on one of the this is spinal tap dvds where spinal tap in character you have to listen to the commentary track sometime because it's just it's brilliant it is the spinal tap band (laughs) in character in character being pissed off at the director of the film for making them look bad (laughs) it's a piece of theater unto itself oh my god it's astounding um it's like the snake swallowing its own tail it is it It is is. ultimate ouroboros one of the best commentary tracks ever yeah is the this is final tap commentary track (laughs) um so this group uh is is one of the it really has kind of refined this this kind of movie they haven't done one in like eight years which is depressing mm-hmm. Aww, sad. Uh, since since for your consideration which oddly enough Catherine O'Hara was considered as it was it was very interesting because for that film she plays an actress who is theoretically a frontrunner for an Oscar nomination hmm. and that year she was considered one of the frontrunners for an Oscar nomination for her performance in that film <laughs> Uh, oh, that's fantastic. She didn't get... Uh, yeah, talking about an Ouroboros. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I think she should have, just because that would have been perfect. Yes. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. Also... But um, if she had, the world would have imploded, because we would have reached the pinnacle of everything we could have... It's true. Attained. We would have kind of so, reached the end of perfection. The kiss yeah. at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, that... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Which was also nominated for an Oscar. Oh. The song, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It was, it was beat out by Annie Lennox singing that uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, song. you know, Lord of the Rings won everything yeah, in, that year, into so. the into the West, yeah. Yeah. So, mm. oh well. Yeah, which I'm an Annie Lennox fan, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I will say that I think the the song in this movie is more affecting than Into the West is. Sure. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Well, and I, I, if I was going to nominate a song, I'd nominate the Fart Blowjob song just because well, it's hilarious. Well, it is. 
Yeah, and you I'd would. want to see it on TV during the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it's like Blame Canada. It's like Blame you Canada know. from the South Park movie. You, want, that, you wanted to watch yeah. him yeah. perform it live, performed yeah. by Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Poor Robin Williams. <laughs> With Anne Margaret there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do you have on your on your sheet there, Melissa? Uh, my my, is this the final thoughts or? Is I don't know. We got we got you know. I'm just wondering if you have any more. I just got a couple more. Just one, really. I got uh, you know, in 2003, the the cast of this movie went on tour. Oh, and I miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I always watch the, the like television special, and the thing that's frustrating to me as somebody who's been in concerts is knowing how much you didn't see because the Main Street Singers only do two songs, mm-hmm. and the Folksmen only do two songs, and Mitch and Mickey only do one song. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't even last a half an hour. Yeah, that's a very short... Although, although there's a special on the DVD that is the... The TV yes, special. There is, but it's but just those songs. Yeah, it's just those songs. And you, you know that the real special had to have more than that. You know, the idea that the folksmen could literally only think of two songs to sing. <laughs> <laughs> After the Main Street Singers poached Never Did No Well Wandering. Well, they did they were going to do a third, but they, they were had gonna a long to get story into skeletons in front of it. <laughs> and there's some now, other... to be fair, it is very important to open with the right song. It is. Yeah. It is important. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> but I, the CD for this um, for this film has a lot of songs that you hear maybe clips of, mm-hmm. and and they're hilarious. The Folksmen are my favorite because they do they, their songs kind of touch on every single one of the folk cliches. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a song about a railroad accident, um, <laughs> it, which is kind of the workers, the the workers unite song, and 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 there's the skeletons of Quinto, which is the the war protest song. <laughs> um, you know, and there's Eda Joe's, which is very very clearly supposed to be something of a parody of Alice's Restaurant or yeah. or the like. Yeah. 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 Um, you know the Main Street Singers in the credits. We hear the the do what the good book tells you to, which is is I don't know. I feel like it's sort of a Pete Seeger sort of sort yeah, of uh, yeah. tribute, even though it's you know Pete Seeger is amazing. The Main Street Singers are horrible, <laughs> um, but they they uh, the no- musical knowledge that uh, the writers, which was mostly I think uh, Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy. The, the musical knowledge they bring to this film in terms of understanding folk music and really paying homage to it even as they parody the shit out of it mm-hmm. uh, is amazing. And uh, to me, that's why this is just kind of one of my favorite go-to films. Um, I, don't, I don't know that it's the best of the films that this group has put together. I, I tend to say that I think what, Waiting for Guffman is probably their best. But this one's closer to my heart. Yeah, uh, that, that one's aimed towards you, whereas like Best in Show is aimed at me. <laughs> I have great fondness for Best in Show. And Best in Show is wonderful. Yeah. I, I would say that anybody who wants to do a really hilarious, entertaining movie marathon, I would say do Spinal Tap, Guffman... Mm-hmm. Uh, best, best in, in show, show and this film and mm-hmm. you would have an evening of really great comedy yeah by some really <laughs> gifted comedians so 
Uh, now, I believe, uh, did we decide what our next movie was going to be before we started I think recording? we forgot to do that. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no. You missed this is so not my job, you guys. Yeah, I'm just supposed to tell you, yes, I've seen it, or no, I haven't, here. which is like the easiest job ever. Because uh, nine times out of ten, no, I haven't. She just shows up <laughs> and watches the film. In fact, it's probably 19 times out of 20, no, I haven't. So, uh, I can't <laughs> offer a final thought on what our next movie is going to be, but Melissa, do you have any final yes. thoughts? I, I do. Okay, so when in the hotel room, in Eugene Levy's hotel room, when the people are having sex next door. Yes. Oh my the, the god. Woman, the woman's voice is Christopher Guest. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yes. Oh god, please. He has a very high that. voice, as you, you might know. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. He's also the six fingered man in Princess Bride, for those of you who don't know who Christopher Guest is and yeah. why. Mm-hmm. You should admire him. Which is. In all things. Absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> Jenna, final thoughts? Um, I was actually going to bring up the, the, the hotel in a very different way um just that <laughs> the that scene with the two most anxiety-ridden anxious people just sitting there trying to find conversation that when they they are with two near strangers but it's an important conversation and that just so you've got anxiety on top of anxiety on top of anxiety <laughs> and, and then, then you've the got the sex happens and you're just part. like <laughs> this is uh, the worst possible thing that could happen uh, to these two yep. people. Uh, yeah. And, and I love that the lamps rattle. And yeah, the, right? And the camera just holds it. Oh, and that's, that's so perfect. Yeah. That's the beauty it's of it. They're such just a like, beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah. They, they, oh. they don't cut away, and I have nope. to give them tons of credit for that. So good. Um, so, yeah, uh, we will be watching a movie again, and in 15 days, you will know what that movie is, yeah, along with us. <laughs> In fact, we might even have it listed on the website mm-hmm. by the time this uh, episode goes live. Uh, thanks again for listening. If uh, you enjoyed the show, if you have any thoughts, please do uh, go ahead and comment on our website. We have a website. It's oh. exciting. And uh, you could check it out. Uh, also, it's yeah. uh, I just po- purchased a Mighty Win the album because... Ha-ha. Yay! While we're recording play. this podcast... While recording, I went, bought I the need album. to own this. That is amazing. So there you and go. Yes, yes, you do. So <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy whatever movies you're watching, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.